Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by the title, today's episode will be my overall impressions of week hero class one, or as I keep calling it, week hero class number one. (laughs) And I was not expecting to do an episode on this drama. Mind you, I was very excited to watch this drama. I had been waiting patiently or impatiently for it to come out. um, And I was ready to watch it, super excited. But I was not expecting to actually talk about it in an episode. I just had already planned out the rest of my episodes. (laughs) And I was not, this was not in the plan. But spoiler to my impressions, my overall impressions of this drama, I had to talk about this drama. I had to talk about it. And I had to talk about it because I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely adored this drama. When I tell you I fell in love with it, I fell in love with it. Um, Mind you, nothing very loving about this drama at all, but I loved it. I ate it up. But before I get into my overall impressions and multiple reasons why I love this drama, I will go ahead and give a more kind of um, detailed summary of this story. And I don't usually do that my impressions. I do a quick synopsis or so I say, Um, but this one I'm going to go a little bit more in detail or a little bit more just from beginning, middle to end of the story, because I feel like this is not a drama everybody can watch. Everybody cannot stump this type of drama. There is so much violence. There are a lot of triggering things that happen in this story. So just if this isn't down your alley, it makes sense for you not to watch this drama. But there may be people who, though they could not watch it, may have still wanted to know what happened or took place in this story. So I was like, you know, if I'm going to talk about it in overall impressions, why not give a little summary about what actually happens in the story? Um, and I, again, it is triggering. There's a lot of violence and I will probably be mentioning all that violence. Um, so again, if that's triggering, just listening to me talk about it, then at this, just forgo this episode altogether. But I did at least want to do that for maybe people who didn't watch it and don't plan on watching it, but still didn't mind hearing about it. Um, again, that that so the, this is my trigger warning to the violence and the abuse and the bullying that took place in the story and me talking about all of that in this episode. Also, spoiler warning, spoiler alert, uh, because I'm going into a little bit more detail summary, I'm going to, um, of course, spoil some of the major plot happenings or plot points in this drama. Now, the other thing to know is that it's also based off of a webcomic. So its story is already out there and and this doesn't kind of spoil anything if you already are familiar with the webcomic and what happens. But I did not personally read the webcomic, um, but I didn't know about it when it did come out. I think it was around 2018, I, yeah, 2018, I believe. Um, but I never read it. And I think because I, I was a little nervous to read it. This this is a like this kind of topic isn't my favorite stuff to to kind of consume. So the fact that I was so excited about the drama version, it had to do a lot with the cast. I was so excited to see this cast. So I was going to, you know, peek my head in and see what it was like because I just really wanted to support this cast. Um, So that's why I ended up watching this. And boy, do I not regret it. I do not regret it at all. So let me go ahead and get started with this little quick, well, not quick, this little detailed summary about this story of this um, drama, and then I'll get into my overall impressions that this drama left left me with because it left me with some some impressions, that's for sure. So um, Weak Hero Class 1 is a story that centers around our kind of lead character, Yeon Shi-un, and he is played by Pak Ji-hoon and he was amazing. Okay. Anyway, so Shi Eun, when we meet him, he is immediately kind of noted to us as a model student. He it's, and this is the cool thing about his kind of being really smart. You know, he's a smart kid. He's really good at school. But the, the thing that I like about, 
um, his him being a good student is that he works hard at being a good, good student. Like he is not just like, oh, I'm just a smart kid. I'm just a genius. I just show up and I do really well on things. Like, no, he puts in all his time and effort into being a good student and getting good grades. That is the most important thing to him. Of course, there are some reasons for that. There's some psychology for why that is his main focus and why he only cares about his grades. Um, there is a reason for that, obviously, but it is apparent that he works hard at being that type of student. So when we meet him, we notice that he is very, very smart, very, very smart kid, very good at his school, top of his school, gets the best grades in every subject across the board. He's just a, a plus plus student. Um, but the other thing we notice about him is just physically, he he's he doesn't look as a very strong <laughs> young man. He's very kind of curled into himself, kind of shoulders hunched, and he's very quiet. He likes to keep to himself. He does not have the, the time or the energy for interacting with others. Even his own father, he kind of seems like he's bothered by anyone who, who even looks or communicates with him. He doesn't, he's very straightforward. He does not sugarcoat his words when he talks to anyone. Um, that's something that people immediately kind of call out about how he talks to them. It's like, you don't, you know, you talk to people in this kind of tone that it, people don't like, you know, um, and he he can't help it. Like, that's just who he is. He doesn't he just doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to be bothered with other people. Um, and so he doesn't seem like a very bright, happy go lucky kid. He just isn't. And one of the things we are also introduced to in this beginning of um, meeting Shi Un, the character, is the other students in class. He's in an all boys school. Um, so, of course, this is a story about bullying. <laughs> As we know, whenever you got an all-boys school in Korea, bullying will probably most likely be a part of the story. Um, and we meet kind of like these three bullies in the, in the class. One is Young Bin, played by Kim Sung-kyum. Another one is Jung Chan, played by the actor Yoon Jung-hoon. And then we have another bully, Tae-hoon, played by Hwang Sung-bin. And these three are bullies, but our main bully here in this kind of little little group is Young Ben. And Young Ben takes it upon himself this this one day that he has a problem with Shi because he doesn't like how he talks to people, how he 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 talks back and 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 he's always getting good grades, you know. So it's kind of like he, he all of a sudden wants to target Shi Um and Shi has no he wants no part of it. He's like I this is not something that I can spend my time on. Being bullied is not one of the things I can spend my time on. I'm here to study and learn. And so he immediately kind of stands up for himself to Young Ben. And boy, oh boy, does Young Ben not like that. So in the process of them and the way the, the story is set up, and when we in the first episode, is that this is kind of happens like 13 days before a mock test. So this is a test that you know, obviously is important and she is preparing for this test. You know, everyone's preparing for this test. And when young Ben takes upon himself with his bully friends that he, um, you know, ha- is up against she and he wants, and he, you know, he's ready to target she they start to target him. They start to do little petty bullying things towards him. And again, she is not having any of it. He's just not backing down. He's like, I don't know. I don't care. You're not going to bully me. I got stuff to do. And that's study. Again, young Ben and his friends don't like that. They're like, we're not breaking him. We're not doing, we're not breaking his spirit. We're not doing what we do that bullies do. We need to break him and we're not breaking him. What can we do? And so young Ben and his his little crew, they like to hang out at a club and they like to do um, fentanyl. So they they, they do some, some, some dealings. They, well, they don't, they don't do the dealings, but they are um, purchasers of drugs and he gets his drugs from his cousin and his cousin is played by Shin Sung-ho um, and his cousin's name is Sok-dae and Sok-dae is, uh, you know, drills, deals drugs, does a couple other little, you know, illegal things for this, this illegal crew that he runs with um, and he approaches his cousin, Young Ben, and he asks him, what happens if fentanyl is just put on, placed on someone's skin? Like, what what could just possibly happen? And, you know, so they kind of tell him, you know, maybe, you know, they get dizzy, they get sleepy, they might vomit, you know. It's like a, you know, it's a, it'll, it might, 
it make them a little dizzy, but it shouldn't be anything to the effect, I guess, of if you were actually taking it. And so he, you know, Sokde can kind of read through between the lines and he's like, don't get yourself in any trouble. And Young Man's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to get into trouble. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm not doing anything. So then, of course, Young Bin and Chung and Jung Chan and Taehoon, who's little crew, they kind of decide like that's the only thing that could possibly um, get Shi Hoon to break is if they mess up him and his grades. And so like this is Young Bin's plan is to basically get some kind of drugs into his of some kind so that he can not do well in the test and thus not do well and his grades suffer and he's broken. So that is this bully's plan. Now, to execute his plan, Youngbin enlists a new a student at the school. So at the same kind of week leading up to the test, um, a new student has joined the class, and his name is Oh Bum Sook, and he's played by Hung Kyung, and he is a transfer in the middle of the school year from a very wealthy school. So they kind of know he is from wealth um, because he came from this really, really good school. And Young Ben knows that because he has friends who goes to this school as well, this wealthy school. So he's like, well, I don't, you know, any of these people from this school? And then Bung Su was like, nope, don't know any of these people. So he, you know, we don't know why um, Bum Sok has been, has transferred, but it's kind of obvious that something went down in his old school and that's why he transferred. So Young Ben kind of finds this out and he tells Bung Suk like, hey, I know why you transfer. You used to get really, 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 really bad. And oh boy, what, what a shame. Wouldn't that be bad if anything like that got out around here, you know? So he kind of threatens Bung Suk that, you know, he could possibly be an, a victim of bullying in his new school now. Um, and if he doesn't want that, he should kind of grab onto the hand of Young Ben. And how to grab onto the hand of Young Ben is that he needs him who, you know, Bung Suk sits behind Shi on and the test and he needs him to place this little um, sticky thing that has the fentanyl on it on the neck, the back of the neck of Shi Un while he's taking the test. And he, he tells Bung Suk to do this. And Sure enough, they go and the test starts and Bung Suk slaps it on the back of um, Shi-un's neck. And Shi-un obviously knows that he just gets slapped on the back of the neck. And he's like, what the heck? You know, he looks at him like, are you serious? But he doesn't realize that there's anything that's attached to the back of his neck as he begins his test. While he's taking the test, obviously the, the effects of the drug start to take um take forth and then he's struggling to pay you know pay attention to what's going on on the page he can't focus he gets up and he goes you know to the bathroom to splash his face with water and it's just not doing well he's not he's not okay he's not okay comes back to the you know to the test and he's trying to focus again trying to do what he needs to do and then he rubs the back of his neck and he finds this little sticky thing on the back of his neck and it all makes sense by this point he's already kind of struggled through the test test is over they're checking their grades and he's checking the grades and he's checking their grades and when he's checking them he's getting them right he's getting them right he's getting them right and then he gets to a question and he starts to see that this question is wrong. He's getting ready to mark this question wrong. And when I tell you the way his face changed, like the way he changed, yeah, he's marking this question wrong. Because again, Shi Un does not get things wrong. He's an AAA++ student. So when he is marking this answer wrong, you know something's about to pop off. So Shi Un is crossing this answer wrong. And as soon as he crosses this answer wrong, he hops up and he looks back at young Ben and his crew, the bullies, and he's he's coming for them. And that's all I'm going to say. He's coming for them. So he basically gets up from his seat and on the way to them, picks up a textbook and bashes faces in. He literally takes a book <laughs> to young Ben's nose <laughs> multiple, multiple times multiple times um, and the only thing that ends up stopping him is another character that we should definitely bring up another um, student in the class and this student is An Su Ho played by uh, the adorable Choi Hyung Wook and he is 
a student in the class and he is only there to, to graduate. Like he does not participate. He like sleeps all day in class. He He's really busy working part-time gigs and he lives with his grandmother. So he supports himself really. So he doesn't really have time to focus on his academics. He's trying to survive. And so when he comes to school, he's napping. He's trying to get his sleep in before his next shift after school. Um, so he's just like not in anyone's business. He just minds his own business. He's just by himself. He does not bother anyone. He doesn't think about anyone he just keeps to himself and Suho in this and we also find out is like a former athlete and very very um, athletic and he used to do and he's really good at fighting that is his MO like that's something that he's known for used to be known for but again he doesn't need it he doesn't use it he's just there to kind of graduate and 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 go to his part-time gigs after school like that's all he's doing and so in the moment the only thing or only person who actually is able to stop Shu'un as he's bashing in Young Ben's nose is Asuho. And see, he, you know, in the moment is trying to pull, you know, Shi'un off of him. And of course, Shi'un then takes a, you know, takes a swing at him. You know, he's coming for him next. Like he picks up the desk, you know, he picks up the chair. He's ready to come in at everybody. And of course, Suho, because he's a fighter, he kind of quickly subdues him. But the point is, is that the only person that could have stopped him at this point was somebody who could actually fight because Shi'un had lost it. And a lot of things that kept happening to me and like while I was watching this story and like this drama was like, what were the teachers doing? I mean, these teachers were slow. These teachers were not there. They were just not present. They were just standing there a lot of times. I'm like, hey, you gotta help out teachers. Like these kids are getting their faces bashed in and you're like nowhere to be found. Like it doesn't make sense. But anyway, um, that is kind of like our intro <laughs> to this story is this grand moment of Shi Un bashing in Bully's nose and Su Oh is the only one to stop him um, because he's the only one who could physically actually stop him. But that is kind of like our intro to this story. Now let's kind of move into the like the the middle of this story, like how this story continues to regress. So after Shun beats up Young Ben, he's sent to the hospital. Like literally his nose is broken. Like it's gone. Um, he needs to get his nose reconstructed at this point. And in the process of him, you know, being in, you know, being sent to the hospital, his mom is obviously like, I'm going to send you to juvenile. Like you're going to juvie. Like this is, you're, you're ridiculous. And Shun is like, no, you're not because your son literally it's taking drugs. It has illegal drugs. And then also put, give me drugs. And that is why I bashed his nose in, you know? And so he, again, is able to stand up for himself. And young Ben has to transfer schools at this point um, so that they, you know, keep it under wraps what he had did with the drugs and things like that. So young Ben has to transfer schools and she stays in his school. Um, of course, his, his young Ben's bully friends are still at the school and they kind of, you know, want to have at it with Chi Un after he, you know, comes back to school. And Chi Un immediately is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And the one thing that Chi Un does have is he likes to carry around this, you know, his pen that he's studying with. And he, in the process of bashing in Young Ben's face, um, he also stabbed one of the other bullies, Taehoon, um, in his hand with his pen, like literally stabbed the kid's hand with a pen in class. <laughs> and so when they see him again, after fact, he kind of is like clicking that pen, like, you know what, you know, come have at it if you want to. Just remember what I did with this pen to you. <laughs> I mean, she would, I mean, oh my gosh, he's amazing. But the the thing that is, we do realize at the beginning of Shi'un and this kind of, this outburst of violence that he has and his, you know, his ability to fight back with these bullies who are way t 10 times bigger and stronger than him is he doesn't just use strength to fight them. He uses his mind, obviously. He's a very, very smart kid. And what he uses is all the things that he constantly is learning and studying. He uses his formulas. Um, he uses um, science. <laughs> he uses psychology. He uses history. Like that is how his mind operates. And just all the information that he has in his head, he just starts to like kind of ramp through it 
given the situation that he's in and he picks the thing that makes most sense in the moment to use be it something that happened in a war like okay this is what happened in this war so that's what i'm gonna you know now um gonna put into this situation or something like this is the force that I need to put into this is the force that the, the formula of that would then align to hit this person in their face. Like that's how he thinks. And it's so cool to watch how his mind works. And then what the outcome is, is him absolutely, you know, destroying somebody. And I love it. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Um, so basically, yes, after young Ben gets kicked out of school, she un kind of stands up to his little two bullies that are left at his school. You know, he kind of is like, you know what, leave me alone. But the cool thing is that, um, well, it's not a cool thing. I'm, I'm going to get to this in a minute. So now what progresses from this story now that she has stood up for herself, the other kids kind of are a little afraid of him. They're like, well, he will snap on you. So just kind of keep your distance. But also, hey, that was really cool. Um, the other thing is that young Ben is still kind of reeling. You know, he's again going to have to transfer schools. He reaches out to his cousin, the one who sells him this, the drugs. And he asks his cousin, hey, if I paid you, would you do something else for me? And he requests that his cousin, you know, basically beats up Shiun. He's like, I need some, I need some help. I want to, I want you to, to, to destroy this kid that broke my nose. And so that means one day after school, Shiun is leaving, you know, school and outside school, he is met with um, Sokde, which is um, our drug dealing cousin, Young Ben, and uh, Sokde's kind of crew. A part of um, Sokde's crew are like some random, you know, kids. And then also this girl named Youngi. Um, and she's a part of this kind of ragtime group that does these like illegal things um, because they're indebted to this, this very horrible man, like, you know, gangster type guy. So they meet up they meet Xion after school and they immediately tell him, you got to go with us. And in the process of that, they are set up to, to beat him up. They're, they're ready to they take him somewhere remote so they can beat him up. But the person who sees this start, you know, taking place is Obum Sook. Now, remember, Bum Sook is the one who's new Louis transferred to the school because, you know, some issues that happened at his old school where he was getting bullied. And he was the one who Young Bin had enlisted to to sneak the drugs um, onto Shi Un before the test. Bong Sook, obviously feeling guilty about what he did to Shi Un, notices what's about to take place. He sees that um, Shi Un's being drugged, you know, drug away from school to be um, obviously jumped. And he takes it upon himself to, you know, find some help for him. So he goes back to the school, he runs back to school and he finds on Suho. So Suho again is our fighter who had previously kind of subdued Shi Un when he had lost it. So Bomsuk says to Suho, like, hey, I need your help, you know, Shiun's getting ready to get, you know, beat up. Can you go help? And he's like, why would I go help him? Like, what do I got to do with that? And Bonsuk tells him, I'll pay you to go help him. He's like, but I got to go to work. He's like, I'll pay you your day's work. Like if you will go and like save Shiun. And so Suho's like, absolutely. <laughs> so then Suho and Bonsuk hop on his little moped, his little bike, and they run you know, run behind to go find out, find Shi'un. Um, while they're on their way to find Shi'un and rescue him, Shi'un has already started the fight and has been, again, proving himself very, very a worthy opponent because of his mind and not just because of strength. But, you know, obviously he's getting beat up because there's more people who's completely outnumbered. Um, and a lot of them, and Sokde is very, very much stronger than him. Um, and so in the process of him trying to, you know, fight them and hold them down and you know, save himself. That's when Suho and Bomsuk show up. And Suho immediately comes in and he takes on Sokde, who is our cousin, who's way older and stronger. And he's a very, you know, they're very well, well matched. The fight starts to take place with Suho and Sokde while Young Ben and the rest of the bully crew um, is trying to kind of still jump Shiun, who again is standing his ground to some degree. And then Bomsuk shows up out of nowhere because again, you don't expect Bomsuk to be at all 
um, you know, <laughs> you don't expect him to be able to fight. And he shows up and he kind of um, joins in the fight a little bit. And in the process of that, they end up winning. They stand their ground, um, Shi-un, Suho, and Bong-suk. And Sok-dae, he calls it. He's like, you know what? Cousin Youngbin, I'm calling it. We, we got stuff to do. I have other things to do than fight your high school, your high school friends. I gotta go. And so, you know, the crew leaves, and Youngbin is, of course, dissatisfied with this result. Again, he doesn't get back at Shiun the way that he wanted to. Um, but Shiun and Suho and Bomsu kind of like have this little bonding moment, and they go and, and they go and grab something to eat afterwards uh, because Suho's like, I gotta go work, you know. And it was so cute. It was so cute. This little moment of like, bonding over a fight and then you know they go help out Suho and his little um part-time job and then they eat you know have a nice little um dinner together at the little restaurant that Suho works at and that is kind of their start to their um their friendship is this this fight that has taken place and again Shi-un is not one who cares for folks he doesn't like people he doesn't want friends he doesn't need friends and so his little um interactions with Suho and Bumsuk in this moment are very um, kind of muted and mild and he's kind of just taking it all in. He's not very open, but you can see that this is new for him and it's not that bad. And he's like, okay, this isn't that bad. And it's just so cute, so adorable, so wonderful. So that is the start of their friendship. Now, where this friendship goes, where this friendship goes, I don't even want to go. Okay, so basically... (laughs) From there, we have um, this kind of, you know, we've met all of our key players at point. So, thing to know in the story is that <sighs> Sokde. Sokde is the cousin who works for this this kind of gangster guy who does these really illegal um, kind of loans to underage kids, like kids, high schoolers. He forces them into um, kind of gambling and debt and then has their parents then have to pay, then the parents have to then pay for the debt because the kids obviously don't have the money. And this is how he um, he makes money. And Sok Day is a part of this crew that helps him kind of enforce the violence upon the kids who don't get, you know, pay back their loans and things like that. And this, this, this guy, um, he... Take, let me see, what is his name? Why can't I think of his name now? But either way, he's our gangster guy. I'm going to call him our gangster. His name is um, Gilso. Okay, yeah, Kim Gilsu. Gilsu. Sorry, not Gilso. Gilsu. Um, and he basically notices Sokde when he arrives with his, his youngie and his crew after this fight that they've been in and they've gotten beat up. He is livid. This this guy is like, how could you allow these little high schools to beat you up? Like, are you kidding me right now? And he's like, well, you know what this means? It sounds like we can get some money out of them. He makes this a moment where he's like, I'm going to make money off of these little high schoolers. And he takes it upon himself to break the wrist of Sokde in front of his whole crew. And then, you know, takes him to the hospital, gets the hospital bill. And then he brings that hospital bill to um, Shi-un, Suho, and Bong-suk. And he tells them, hey, you guys beat up my crew. You beat up him. You broke his wrist. Now you need to pay this hospital bill. And it's like really, really expensive. And of course, they're like, no, I did You know, Suho's like, I did not do that. I did not break his wrist. Like, are you kidding me? Like, no. And the guy's like, well, you don't know who I am, but I kill people <laughs> for money. So you don't pay the money if you don't want to, but you're going to pay for it if, in some way. And of course, these are three high schoolers, Shi-un, Suho, and Bum Suk. They're like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? We have to pay for this. And so they're like, I'm going to get, he guys tells them, I'm going to give you guys three days to pay me back. And in the process of them, as the days are counting down, his little um, ragtime crew is following them everywhere they go, be it, you know, after school, be it Suho at his part-time job, being on the way home, they are following them everywhere. So be a constant reminder of you better find them, give me my money, you better give us our money, you better give us our money. And so at some point, of course, they're getting a little afraid, you know, she was like, okay, what do I do? So he 
um, ends up reaching out and talking to Youngie. And this is only because he ran into Youngie at a leather point and she had gave her number to him. So he reaches out to her and he's like, I need some information on your crew and this guy because I need to know what I need to do basically so I don't have to pay this money and so I can protect me and my friends. And so she kind of spills the beans of like what this whole operation is and how she and Sokte and everyone else that's a part of this crew kind of fell up, fell into this and, and how it's not something that they themselves want to do. They are kind of victims as well. And so she is like, OK, OK, I got something. And then while she is trying to find the way to, to you know, bring this guy down, Bumsuk is like, I'm rich. My, my, I, I come from a rich family. Let me just, you know, get the money. <laughs> he literally was like, I'm just going to get the money. So he takes a very expensive watch, um, steals it from his dad and like, go gets it pawned and gets the money from it. And he's like, I got the money to pay them. And, you know, when they go to meet up at school the next day, he's like, I got the money. And then she and Suho's like, no, absolutely not. We're not paying the money. And Suho's like, I'll, you know, we can just call the cops. And then she like, yeah, I have a whole plan. We can call the cops. They are doing this really illegal he has this really illegal gig you know let's just bust him you know and Bonsuk is like I just think we should give them the money and they're like no we're gonna bring him down and so they have a little plan after school Suho is going to pretend like he wants to join the crew and in the process of them stalling and him going to join the crew they're going to find out the crew's location so that they can get the police to kind of crack down you know do a crackdown on this this illegal um this illegal um, gig and Again, Boomsook is like, no, I don't want to send Suho alone. Like, I don't think we should send him alone. I'm going to just go and pay the money. And Shi Hoon's like, no. And so Boomsook takes takes a you know cab by himself to follow um, Suho, who's now on his way to the crew's like little um, little house. And Chiun's on his way as well with the cops. Like he has to go get the cops. So they have kind of veered on this plan that they are originally supposed to do together, but now they're doing three different things. Um, and and in the process of that, of course, the guy, um, our gangster guy, he finds out that they are basically are calling the cops on him and trying to bust him. And he he immediately evacuates the house and goes somewhere else. And then when going somewhere else, he ends up taking Suho and Bumsuk, who came after Suho, and he basically has them hostage. And Shi Eun is trying to, you know, locate them. And the way that he's able to locate them is with the help of Youngi, because Youngi again is the girl, a part of the, she's a part of this, this ragtime, you know, illegal crew, but she wants out and she wants out for her, you know, her friend, she wants out. And so she's helping Shi Eun to kind of crack down and she kind of points him to the location and then a whole fight ensues. So Shin Yun gets there, the fight with the, the gangster, Sokte, Youngi, Suho, Bomso, everybody's fighting, but the cops pull up. So once the pops, cops pull up, they get all get arrested, except for, you know, obviously shooting and, um, Bonsuk and Suho is actually really hurt, so he ends up going to the hospital. Um, but Bonsuk and Shion end up going to the to the police station with the other crew, um, and we find out more about Bonsuk in this situation because um, Bonsuk is basically the son or the adopted son of a very, very, very um, important kind of wealthy assemblyman. Um, he works for the government. I mean, he basically is like he's a well known um, person and this can't get out. So this whole kind of thing that takes, you know, goes on, can't get out. So um, they kind of cover it up for Shi Eun and Bum Suk and, you know, they get to, to leave. But what we do get to see in this moment with Bum Suk is very important because Bum Suk's, um, his father sends, of course, his secretary to deal with all of this stuff at the police station. And one of the things that his father has requested his secretary tell Bomsuk to do is to fight or hit um, or get back at this, you know, gangster dude who basically was terrorizing these kids. He tells them, you know, fight him, you know, hit him. And the the secretary is setting this up. He's literally like, go ahead and hit this man. The man is handcuffed. He you can, he can't fight you back. Go ahead and hit him. And Bomsuk is is horrified by this notion and he ends up kind of running out of the room not hitting the man and feeling really just frustrated 
Um, but you kind of see this dichotomy of like the way that his father wants to view him and kind of him being viewed as someone not capable of fighting back. And so when in seeing that, you also see this pressure that he puts on himself for being unable to fight back. And it's not a good, it's not good, it's not a good look. It's not a good look when you see this person struggling with those two ideas of like, I want to fight back, but I know I can't, or I'm expected to fight back, but I don't think I can, and what that can possibly turn into. So that is kind of our first kind of real um, information about Bonsuk and his kind of situation and his background. But while he is kind of struggling with that, we go to the hospital with Suho and Chiun and Yangi. Yangi is there as well. Um, she is there. She meets them out. You know, Chiun at the um, outside the, the police station because she was waiting on Sokdae, who is you know part of the crew that you know her friend the crew, and obviously Sokdae is in. in probably going to do some little time for a little bit. And he kind of takes Young Hee underneath his wings and she goes to the hospital to meet with Suho and apologizes and things like that. And then she basically becomes their friend. She and Suho become really close. He gets her a job. He ends up she ends up living with him and her, his grandmother. Like he really becomes, you know, she really becomes a part of their French, their friend group. So that is the next kind of thing that sets off their little friend group. So again, we have Bonsuk, Suho, and Chiun. And now Yonggi has joined this crew. But she comes, she's really close now with Suho because of just the fact that he's taking her on, taking her in. And a part of her, t- you know, this happening, Bonsuk starts to feel a little a bit um, uh, outside of the crew. He kind of feels a little bit like, Yonggi is stepping in to, you know, his place and kind of taking Suho away from him. And yes, it sounds exactly how it sounds. That's how he starts to view her. It's like, this isn't, you're not, you're, you're taking Suho away from me kind of thing. And in the process of him feeling like this, his old school bullies runs up on them when they are all out hanging out together. And this just triggers the downfall of Bumsuk. It really does because he is obviously traumatized by these bullies and he wants to get back at them. And Suho and Shion are like, okay, let's get back at them. So they kind of call, you know, loud, tell Bumsuk, we'll go with you to meet up with them. And, you know, don't worry, we're going to be there. And in coming, you know, going with him to meet these bullies and kind of face them and get a, he's like, Suho is tells him specifically, you deserve an p- apology from them. So let's get an apology from them. And coming, you know, them meeting up with the bullies, Bumsuk is trying to stand his ground. He's like, I want an apology. You you need to give me an apology. And the guy is like, absolutely not. And of course, Suho steps in and kind of shuts the guy down and he forces him to apologize to Bumsuk. And Bumsuk is like, okay, I don't accept your apology because that was not real anyway. I'm going to hit you instead. So now Bumsuk's like, okay, now this is the person that I want to hit. This is who I want to hit and who I want to take out all this frustration and anger on. And in the process of him trying to do that, a fight starts to ensue and Suho steps in and he's like, Bumsuk, you know, get it together, calm down. You don't need to do all that. You hit him, it's over. And Bumsuk's like, no, it's not over. I want to fight him. Like, don't tell me what to do. And Bumsuk then becomes angry with Suho. He's already kind of technically upset with Suho because again, he has been he has been frustrated with Yonggi and Suho's you know relationship. And so now he feels like Suho's looking down on him and he's like, You're not really my real friend anymore. You're not my friend. And it turns into I don't, I don't, you're not my friend, Suho. And with Bumsu thinking like that, he ends up kind of just like running away from them. He's like, I don't want to hang out. And Shiyun is obviously kind of there, but he's like, what's going on? You know, he's like, are you okay? You know, he keeps trying to check in with Bumsuk and Bumsuk's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. But he ends up leaving them. And when he leaves them, he ends up running into his, you know, bullies from his actual, from his current school. So the ones who Jung, Jung Chan and Taehoon, um, and they're kind of just like hanging out this outside of a place, you know, smoking, whatever. And they see Bumsuk basically kind of running from his old school's bully and, and bullies. And when they see this, they jump in. They're like, okay, these are like some rich kids we can mess with. So they 
end up antagonizing these other bullies. And Bomsuk, of course, participates in this because he wanted to get back at these bullies in the first place. And he appreciates his current school's bullies helping him deal with these old school bullies more than he feels like Suho and Shihan helped him with the bullies. And so he immediately attaches himself to the bullies from his current school. And then he breaks off his friendship with Suho and Shiun. And Shiun is kind of like, what happened? Like, I don't understand what happened. And he, Bumsuk's like, you know, completely like nothing. I'm, I, I can have other friends. I can make other friends. And he's just like, so confused. Like of all people, like them, the bullies, really, you're going to be friends with them. And he does. He's, he easily kind of like starts to buy them things. Cause again, he's, he's wealthy ends up buying them all the things that they want. They go hang out, they drink all the time. And and Shiun's just watching this in horror. And Suho, of course, is just so annoyed. He's like, this doesn't even make sense. He's like, I'm not even gonna, I don't even care. He completely disregards Bomsuk. He even at one point tells him that how much he disgusts him. And it's just, it's just really heartbreaking to see their friendship like fall apart for something so stupid it was so stupid the fact and but it's so real like I mean not real in that but like this idea of like something you're internalizing about yourself you end up putting that on your friends and your friendships and then that ends up ruining your friendship and it's like it wasn't worth it if you really just had this kind of conversation and talked it out we could have gotten through this but no you took it upon yourself but um but yeah so you basically their friendship deteriorates it really does and Shiun and Suho are still, you know, friends and Yungi are still friends. And then um, this big scene happens in school one day. They're all in lunch line. The lunch line is like, you know, it's a long lunch line. And um, Bomsuk and his his little bully crew, they walk into the lunchroom and they just kind of jump the line. They just go right to the beginning of the line. And Suho, of course, seeing this, he wants no part in that. He's like, absolutely not. You're not going to skip the line. So he steps in, throws the bullies around and, and forces them to the back of the line. And Bumsuk is left standing in the front of the line. And he's like, you know, of course, they're face to face. And he's like, go to the back of the line. And Bumsuk's like, I don't want to. So Suho, of course, throws Bumsuk across the, the cafeteria. Oh my gosh. And it's so heartbreaking because they were friends. They were friends. They were friends. And he like throws him across the room. And of course, Bumsuk, he gets up and he walks to the back of the line. His other bully friends, they, well, they don't, they leave the, the cafeteria together. And then they're like, what are we going to do? Because we have to get him. We have to get back at Suho. Is there anyone that we can get to fight Suho? And this is the beginning of the end, guys. This is the beginning of the end. So Bumsuk, of course, enlists the 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 help of Youngbin. Youngbin is again from at a whole nother school now. He has a new friend at his new school who is a known fighter. He even films himself on, on fighting people and posts the fights online so people watch and follow him in his his fights and he's never lost. He's this just amazing kind of fighter. And at one point he has fought Suho. He lost at this point. So this would be um, a great way for him to get his revenge back on Suho. So he's like, okay, he he's the perfect person. He's who we need to take down and actually beat up Suho once and for all. So then Bumsuk and his bully crew, they start to craft a plan on Suho's birthday that they want to call him out and, and beat him up. That's literally what they want to do. And Bumsuk knows this, obviously, because he was their friends. He knows that, you know, they were going to plan this birthday thing for him and all of that. And so he... Um, he basically is trying to contact Suho, but Suho won't answer his calls. He basically blocked him. He's like, I don't want anything to do with you. So Bomsu calls Yungi. And Yungi, of course, is like, why? No, she doesn't call her. He messages her and he, you know, tells her, hey, are you guys still doing the birthday stuff? Like, I want to surprise Suho with the gift. Can you come meet me outside? And obviously that's because he just is trying to lure her so that he could then lure Suho to come rescue her. <sighs> However, he he does successfully lure Yungi down to meet him. They kidnap Yungi and take her to the kind of fighting spot that they want to lure Suho out to. But 
Shihun ends up intercepting the message that um, Bumsuk sends to Suho, like, you need to come find Yungi, meet me here at this address if you want to save her, blah, 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 blah. So Shihun intercepts this. He sees the message, deletes it from Suho's phone, hides Suho's phone, and, like, this is, again, on his birthday, like, at his birthday party event that they have for him. And he tells him, you know, I'll be right back. I'll I have to go run to the convenience store. I'll be right back. And, of course, Shihun then goes to um, save Yungi. In the process of going to save Yungi, he ends up completely destroyed. They completely beat him up. He is then sent to the hospital because he gets beat up to that point. And Bumsuk, of course, is like, I didn't want you to get beat up. I wanted Suho. And he tries to stop it, you know, stop the fighting, but he doesn't actually try. He kind of says it. And then they're like, them or us. And he chooses his bully friends. Um, and then he ends up leaving the scene. But um, Shi'un, of course, like I said, he is hospitalized. Yungi is with him and he tells her, do not, whatever you do, do not tell Suho what happened. Do not tell Suho. This is the key to the story. Do not tell Suho what has happened. So then, you know, Suho wakes up. He can't get in contact with anybody. He's like, where's Shi'un? Where's Yungi? They never showed back up at my party. Like, this is ridiculous. And then he goes to school the next day and Shi'un's not at school. And neither is Bumsuk. And he's like, okay, what's going on? Like, where's my friend? Like, I'm so confused. Yungi also, as well, never kind of come, got back to him. And if, of course, they're avoiding him because Shi'un is in the hospital recovering right now. And so Suho is just like, I am confused. Like, where are my friends? Like, where are they? What happened? And he kind of is reading the room. He knows there's something that went down. So he ends up um, basically talking um, to... Who does he talk to? Does he talk to Yankee first or does he talk to the bullies first? I think he talks to the bullies first, right? Yeah. Okay. So he talks to the bullies and cause he's like, something's not, something's not adding up. Like what's going on? And he gets it, he beats it out of them that basically Bumsuk had called out um, Suho to get, to get jumped and Suho never showed up. So they, and so Shihun did and they ended up beating up Shihun and he finds that out and he's livid. Then he goes and he sees Yungi and he's like, why did you not tell me what happened? And she's like, well, she told me not to tell you, not until he told me not to tell you. And so he's like, well, where is he? He's what hospital is he in? She's like, oh, he just got, you know, let out of the hospital. He's at home. So he goes to she home and she like, has a cast on like he doesn't want him to know so he like covers up you know wears a nice hoodie to like cover up his his cast I don't know why I said nice hoodie but he wears a hoodie to cover up his cast and everything and he goes to Sue you know Sue comes to the door and he's like you know asks him like are you okay are you still not feeling well like he's like oh yeah I'm fine I'll be back in school he's like because you know the test is tomorrow or whatever he's like yeah I'll be I'll be in school I'll, I'll be there to take the test and Suho sees his cast kind of peeking out from underneath the jacket but he doesn't say anything like he doesn't mention at all that he knows that what happened he doesn't say anything he kind of just like okay I'll see you tomorrow at school and he's and she owns like okay and then Suho leaves and what does she Suho go do? Yeah, he go looks for Young Ben. He goes look for Young Ben, and he finds out who, um, you know, what went out, what down. He's like, what was this plan? Who, who, who do I need to beat up? Who do I need to destroy? Where is Bumsuk? Because he hasn't seen Bumsuk either. Bumsuk has not come to school either, and he wants Bumsuk because Bumsuk's the one who orchestrated everything. So he's like, where is he? Young Ben's like, I don't know. I can't get in contact with him either. And so Suho's like, okay. At that same moment, Bumsuk ends up reaching out to him. And so here we go. The, something I didn't mention about the whole thing that's happening with Bumsuk is that he's also being extremely abused by his father or his adoptive father at the same time. So again, violence is apparent to him in all kinds of ways. So Bumsuk also knows violence and being a victim of it as well. So him being someone who is embracing it in this moment where he basically is trying to incite violence on Suho the way that he is, you know, it's not surprising at this point. It's basically my point. So he is just has just gotten beaten up by his father and he makes a run from it and he's angry and he is 
you know, realizes that Suho has been trying to get in contact with him ever since this whole thing with Chi-un has gone down. And Bumsuk contacts Suho right when he's pressuring Young Ben to give him all the info. And so he ends up meeting up with Bumsuk. But where he meets Bumsuk actually at um, a gym where the our kind of fighter who beat up Shi'un is. Um, and so he has, everyone's there. So like the whole bully crew, the our fighter and um, Bumsuk is already there. And so Suho walks into what you can tell is about to be a mess. And the, the fighter kid is like, hey, I'm ready to fight you. Let's, let's go. And I'm going to record it. And he's like, okay. So Suho, he agrees to this fight. And he's like, is this what you want? He looks at Bumsu like, okay, is this what you want? You want me to fight this kid? Okay, got it. You know? So he gets in the ring and they start fighting. Like it's a f- actual fight. Like they're in a ring. But in the process of them fighting, um, Suho is, 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 is holding his ground, obviously. Like he is a fighter. He is actually holding his ground he is getting punches in he's getting hits and he's getting i mean he is he is not going down and the other kids in the ring like in the round the ring the bullies are noticing this and so one of the kids comes in and he actually like trips suho in the middle of the fight like obviously this is unfair like this is not a fair fight if some you know random kid is like grabbing at my leg while i'm fighting and so that causes him to fall and get hit really hard by the the fighter kid and after he gets hit really bad he goes down obviously because that was a really 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 unfair hit but he gets him and so suho's down he's down and him being down everybody's like celebrating like okay we got him down and then bumsuk steps in and he's like okay let me at him now yeah Bumsuk <laughs> Bumsuk thinks he's about to, he comes in he comes in in the middle of this you know Suho being laid out on the ground and he starts to kick Suho while he's down and when I say kick him while he's down he starts to kick him in his head while he's down and then the other bullies Jung Chan and Taehoon join in as well and they're just kicking him while he was already down. So what does that mean? He is completely unconscious after this point. And so much so that he's not moving. He's not breathing. He appears to be dead. And of course, everyone freaks out. They start running away, leaving. Bomsuk is there, like, crying now he's uh, now he's crying now he's sad about Suho and, and he's upset and then our two bullies Jung Chan or Taehoon can't leave because um, Bum Suk's secretary has has pulled up on him and it's like you guys are going to take the fall so you need to stay here we got to get our story straight so basically Suho's laying unconscious in this ring while they're planning on who's going to take the fall for this because it can't be Bumsuk because, oh no, he, you know, he's the one who's the son of the assemblyman. And it was just heartbreaking. When I tell you, I was destroyed watching that scene because it was just so, oh, I was destroyed. I was destroyed. So after that happens, I'm going to speed this up. You can imagine what happens that after that. Shi-un finds out what happens to Suho and that he's unconscious and almost dead in a hospital room. And on the day of the test, he decides it to be his actual test and his mission to go and find everyone uh-huh, and, um, and destroy them. And that he does. And that he does. And that he does. And um, he ends up having to transfer schools to a really, really kind of rough school because he can't get into any school in Seoul because Bumsuk's father blocks him from that. Bumsuk gets sent away to study abroad. Um, and that is it. That is the end. That is the end. That is the end. Yep. So was that a lot? Yes, that was a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I just gave you a good detailed summary of this drama. I think I really did. Um, this is what happened in the story. And 
I loved every moment of it. I loved every moment of it. All the violence, all of it. It was weirdly, um, a lot of it was from the, the bullied, you know? And that's what was, I guess, the most satisfying thing about the story is that usually the bullied, you know, are throughout the entire story, you know, down and out. And it's just so sad to continue to see them being bullied after, you know, bullied and bullied and bullied and bullied. But not this is not the case for this at all. Instead, we see um, the bully fighting back all the time, the entire time. They're not just taking it, laying down. Um, and it's and it was just great to see. It was great to see finally the fight back. So it was so... It was so wonderful to see their friendship when it as it started and when it was developing and how it came to be, only for it then to not be at some point. And it, of course, it was heartbreaking to watch that. But it was so nice to see these kind of random kids like become friends. Like they don't, they didn't make sense together, but then they did. And then for them not to be friends at the end because of more violence. Um, it was so heartbreaking. And so it kind of was like this commentary, this really big commentary on the nature of violence and how it um, appears to be there to to do nothing but harm and to and obviously destroy people. But then when the violence is incited from the other, from the, from the actual oppressed, all of a sudden it can be, um, life-saving. It could be saving of a person. It could be, um, healing and therapeutic in a weird way. You know, that is, and that is weird that violence can then be that. But at the end of it all, even on that end of the spectrum for the ones who are using it to quote unquote for good in a way, it can still backfire um, and be your downfall. So violence, at the end of it all, is never the answer. (laughs) It's never the answer. It's never the answer because violence just leads to more violence. And it's a great story that shows that. It really, really does. It really, really does show that. And it's violence of different ways. Um, Because, you know, there's ways to be violent in a non-physical way. And so to see that as well, the violence of what you what it looks like for you not to have a friend anymore, um, or you believing someone's not your friend anymore, the violence of of you know using someone for what your gains and 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 using them to get what you want. There's so many ways to incite violence on people that's not just physical. And this drama showed you those ways as well. And it was just and even I didn't even touch on the kind of story that is Shion and his family, his father and his mother, and this kind of violence that his mother incites on him that you don't even think about because she's not physically abusing her son at all. Like she was not getting abused by anyone, um, any of his parents, but it is this kind of abuse of her being so absent from his life. Um, and so much so that he studies so much because she is a teacher herself and she, you know, posts, you know, she has these videos of her, 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 um, actual lectures online. And he, uses those to study but it's not so much you can tell just to study it's his way of spending time with his mother in a way and it's so that kind of violence on a child you know growing up with someone who isn't there is violent as well just as much as um being physically abused by his father and calling him weak and hopeless and useless is violent as well and it's just it was oh it was so well done it was so well done it was so well done and the acting top tier top tier i was so impressed by all of the young actors i mean they're young in the sense of like you know, twenties, but like still amazing, amazing. Jihoon, I am so impressed by him. Every time I see him in something, I am impressed. Even when I'm not impressed with what he's actually in, like, you know, at a distance spring and spring, um, that drama was, mm, but his performance in it was amazing. Like he is so good. He is so good. He is so good. And of course, Hyungwook was amazing in this. Even Hung Kyung, I haven't really seen him in much, and he was really great. I mean, just uh, the bullies were good. Like everybody just did an amazing job 
amazing job with this drama. I was so impressed by the performances. I was so heartbroken by all of them at one way of in one way or another. Like even Bom Suk who made me so angry towards the end of this drama. He was I mean, I when I ooh, I wanted she to mess him up so bad. <laughs> That sounds really bad, but I really did. I really, really did at the end there. But then it he doesn't. And then you at the same time you're happy about that. Like I'm glad he didn't do that at the same time. Man, I was glad because I feel like that hurt Bumsuk more than anything, you know, him losing Suho as a friend and she on like that hurt him more than any. That was the most violent thing you could have done to him because he really, really I mean, man, it was such a it was such a roller coaster of a story. And it was so fascinating to watch these young like these young kids navigate friendship and and fail at it at the same time, you know, because it was seemed so simple. Like their problem that wasn't even a problem. You're like, all of this is happening because of some, you know, just not being able to communicate. And it's just another great example of like youth and teenagers and adolescent minds and, you know, not having executive functioning at its fullest potential yet. Like this is it. Like all of this violence spun from something that could have simply, you know, just been a conversation about, hey, I really want you to follow me back on Instagram. Like that literally could have been the conversation. Hey, I really feel like we're being more distant now that youngies and, you know, been hanging out with us. I, I really want to hang out with you a little bit more. You know, that that was all that needed to be done. And it, and it couldn't because, you know, adolescent minds don't work that way. But boy, oh boy, was this a great drama. 10 out of 10. I would highly recommend if you can stomach violence um, and bullying, um, if those, you know, you can stomach that stuff. It is amazing. And the soundtrack, the OST, oh my goodness, was so good. Oh my goodness, was so good. The opening to this drama was one of my favorite openings of all time. Like the opening got me. I was like, this opening is amazing. There's something so the way that even the, the the drama is shot, there's, it's the the coloring of it. It's so cool toned, and it's just I oh my gosh, it sets this kind of dreariness to the story, um, and it's like you know like the like cool tone blue tone of something where it could go really calm, or it can go you know really like 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 sad you know it was this kind of cross in between that type of tone where it was like there was something very very um soothing about watching these boys and their friendship and their relationship growing only for it to also be really really sad um and so the way that it physically like how the screen actually visually looked that is how the story played out as well like this there's something invite like coolness to it this calmness to it while violence is all ensuing. Like it wasn't the color red. It wasn't hot violence, red violence. There was something very quiet and calm about the violence until it was violent and then it would calm back down. And that was just, wow. I mean, I don't know who did this drama, like who filmed this, who did this? It was so well done. So well done. I I can't even, I I can, I'm done. I'm done talking about it because I'm like, I don't know what else to say. It was just so good. But I did want to give like this summary of the story so that you can t- kind of know what happened in case you don't get a chance to watch or you can't watch it, like I said, because it's very violent. I did not do the violence any justice in telling and talking about it because, man, it was violent. But it was still just like, I don't know. There was something just so captivating about this drama and it even in the midst of it being so violent. Like the violence didn't seem out of place, which is weird to say. <laughs> you came, like, I guess because you came into the story knowing it was going to be violent, but also it's like, like I said, there was something calming about the violence because with the the Shiyun character, the way that he would fight back again, remember, it was kind of in his mind. Like he would go through this process in his mind of like planning out how he was going to attack. And in planning, in the planning of it, it just, he just executed it all of a sudden. And then it was kind of like, you know, like there was like this cathartic moment of his, of his fight that was so like, 
Like you needed that release. You needed him to get through that fight, you know? But then also people were ending up in the hospital. So it was just, it was violent, but it was so good. I would highly recommend this drama if you can stomach it. I would highly, highly recommend it. I am, and I marathoned it in, in a night. I stayed up until four o'clock in the morning because I not stopped watching it. It was just episode after episode, I had to keep going. And you know what? In comparison to other dramas that have this kind of eight episode format where it's really short and they give you all the episodes at once and it feels like it kind of, you can watch it as a movie, I did not feel that way with this one. I felt like each episode was its own standalone moment. Like I didn't think of it as like, okay, on to the next. Like it was like chopped in the middle of a scene and like, okay, this is just an end of one scene onto the next scene. Like it felt like that episode was, was I, I got all of that I needed to get out of that episode and then I could move on to the next one. It was uh, it was so well done. Oh my gosh, it was so well done. Oh my gosh. Okay, but that's that's it. I'm gonna stop talking about it because again, I that's my that's what the drama left me with was just being floored by how amazing such a violent story could be and how kind of overwhelmed I was with this drama in the midst of watching it and how it kind of just like sucked you in and I couldn't stop watching it um, and I, how impressed I was with the actual like performances and and it was violent man oh my gosh it was so good oh my gosh it felt different from other stories of the bully like of you know like high school you know kids being bullied because again the, the the bullied our victims were fighting back um and they were fighting each other at one point and that's different as well where the bullies weren't even the a factor anymore it was this friendship and kind of making this friendship work and then fight the inner fighting within this friendship or this friend group that was that was different as well so just 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 I highly recommend I highly recommend um so that's it that's all I'm not gonna keep going on and on because obviously I could I really really could um but I did want to do at least a little nice detailed summary of the story for you guys and then give a little bit of my overall impressions in the end here. But um, please let me know if you've watched this. Please, please let me know. Um, and before I let you go, I want to remind you, if you're listening to this episode, most likely I have still, um, I'm still working on my project where I need your help with. If you are a listener of this podcast, you are needed. I have linked to the, in the description of this podcast episode um, to a Google form full of questions or a questionnaire where I am asking you to spill your heart about all things K-drama and kind of your um, your views and how you um, operate k and I would love it if you could help me with that. It will be featured, your response will be featured in an upcoming episode and so I, if you want to be a part of this podcast episode in that way, please, please, please submit your questionnaire today. <laughs> but okay, that's it. That's all. Again, that's going to be linked in the description. It's also on my Instagram and my bio um, link tree. Um, it's also on my blog, which is Lola pops off about kdramas.com. All right. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.